to Try Try Again, a movie club. This is a podcast where we talk about movies. There are movies that are new to at least one of us, but you may have seen them before. We usually try to watch classics, but the point is that we just watch them and discuss, and we encourage you to watch along and participate in the conversation. I'm your host, Todd Perkins. Today, we're going to be discussing No Country for Old Men. I'm here with my co-hosts. Back in the 80s, he totally had a bowl haircut. And by <laughs> him, I mean me. Steven, <laughs> kind of had a bowl cut, but not really. Comstock. I had a bowl. Well, <laughs> it was more of a helmet cut. <laughs> it's kind of the same. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Sugarhead had a helmet cut, too. So. Yeah. His was more of a classic, like, 70s carry, you know, 70s bowl cut. But mine was, mine didn't have any type of style. It was just kind of. A helmet. Yeah, yours didn't weigh like 75 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her hate for awesome things, including me, is unparalleled. Jessica Perkins. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> is it, the though? part about you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Don't make our listeners think I hate you. <laughs> this week we watched an edited version of No Country for Old Men on VidAngel. And this episode is actually brought to you by VidAngel, and I use VidAngel all the time and love it. It's actually the cheapest way to rent movies. It's a dollar for SD, two dollars for HD. You seriously can't beat that. And if you sign up using toddperkins.com slash VidAngel, which is our referral link, then you won't get anything out of it, but we will. So think about supporting the show in that way. It would be awesome. Uh, well... Sorry, before we start, I was going to say, I, I have a, I think we should do a spoiler alert for this episode for some reason. I don't know. I feel like out of all the movies we've done, even though we've basically spoiled every movie we've talked about, if you, I, I feel extra cautious about this movie. If you haven't seen it, you should probably see it before you listen to this. I, if you have any intentions on seeing this movie, you should watch it before you listen to this because this is a pretty spoiler capable movie so predictions i want you guys to guess what i gave it what do you think jess what do you think uh, um well let's see i'm gonna go with a 6.75 6.75 okay all right steven what do you think i gave it i'm gonna go with a 7.25 okay you guys were totally off i gave it a nine Oh, what? man. I gave it a nine. Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought it was awesome. That's awesome. What? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was uh, an excellent movie. I, um, I was legitimately terrified. Um, <laughs> the villain guy, Shiguru or whatever his name is, I had trouble sleeping after watching the movie because I was so creeped out. I, I don't know if I've ever see, seen a character in a movie that was as scary for me as this guy was. Dude, I, uh, yeah. And I liked that. I liked that it, he did that so well, and I was kind of freaked out by it. Um, the story itself, I had me like kind of on the edge of my seat the whole time, and the ending was at first like really unsatisfying, and then it just made me think about stuff for a long time, and um, I was very impressed. I liked it. There was, there was, yeah, I understand it's not for everybody, but for me, it was definitely for me. I thought it was awesome. So. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Should we guess Stevens? Well, now I feel like I know what Stevens going to give it because he's very happy with your review score. <laughs> I'm going to guess 8.75 for Steven. Okay. That's what I was going to guess. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be on the high end on a nine point two five. Wow! I'm gonna put a little high there, but well, uh, I gave it a solid eight. Okay. Um, I really. I mean, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as Todd. I loved the villain. I thought he was. He reminded me of the Terminator. Okay. Yeah. Just completely emotionless. He was like a machine. Yeah. You know, and oh man, I thought he was so cool. But I absolutely, I absolutely loved the first hour and like 30 minutes of the movie. 
But the end, like, I mean, hopefully, Todd, you can like explain it a little better because I tried to give it as much thought as possible. I looked up a bunch of crap about it, but I still was like, ah, I'm, I was still really unsatisfied with the end. Okay. And I'm, I'm typically not that guy either. Like endings like this usually don't bother me, you know, but this one, it just, it just had me perplexed. I just, I, I didn't like it. It bothered me. Okay. Totally understand that. Uh, we'll talk it out, bro. We'll talk it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's for. <laughs> All right. Um, I know what Jess gave it. Jess gave it a three. I, don't th- I, I would be surprised if Jess gave it higher than a three. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm going to say a four just because she, pretty, she hated Mad Max a lot. <laughs> and and she, she had resentment for The Godfather after seeing Mad Max. And now I think the resentment is even higher after seeing this. And yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a four. Yep. Wow. Well, you guys are totally wrong. Well, not totally wrong. <laughs> I gave it a five point seven five. Oh, okay. all right. That's um, good. Yeah. I I mean, comparing it with Mad Max, I really liked the ending of Mad Max and that it was a happy ending. But I could relate more to this movie. Um, I. What was I gonna say? I I know this is like a really like stupid thing, but I just I can't be happy with a movie that doesn't have a happy ending. That's just <laughs> who I am. Like if it doesn't have some kind of happy-ish resolution, I'm there's no point in watching it because we we live in the world that this movie is. Like we live in the world of drug dealers and murderers. So if something good's not going to happen, there's no purpose in watching it for me. So well, that's a lot of. I mean, I think it kind. Of, I mean, I felt the exact same way. Like I was, I was right up there with, like you know, like I was saying, I was going to give this movie a nine for the first or a nine and a half for the first hour and a half of the movie. But then the ending happened, and I was like, oh, ah, oh, so unsatisfying. But yeah, and I, I get that it's kind of like a narrative on the world that we live in, you know, it's that's how it is. Like it's um, I think I think there was a secret happy ending, though. OK, yeah, I, I mean, you know, honestly, I agree with that, Stephen, but I, I don't think I would have came to that conclusion on my own. Like I had yeah, to like, right. Yeah, After I watched it, I had to read an analysis of the ending. Same here. Think about it a lot on myself. And, and then I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree that yeah. there was some sort of a resolution. Hey, that, guys. What? Can I just keep giving my review real oh. quick? Oh, <laughs> you still get it? <laughs> Jeez, Sorry. longest review ever? I know, man. What? Really? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, just me being a jerk. Like I do. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's that's that thing. Um, I did really, like, I found it enjoyable. And there was, like, I noticed, like, halfway through the music, there or n- not music, movie, there was no music or background sound whatsoever usually that would bother me but i really liked it like i liked how it felt real and and i liked you know some of the murderings were disturbing and it kind of just gave the movie an icky feeling to me but i still enjoyed it and yeah i think it would be the violence combined with the fact that there was not a happy resolution so if there was a happy resolution would you get a different score I'm sure it would be higher. I still, the violence, like, because it just, I just hate it. I hate bad guys and I hate seeing bad guys do bad things, but I could have given it up to like a eight or something if it was a, had a decent resolution. So if Moss would have just made out with the money. Or made off with the money. I guess you don't. Made out. Make out with the money. <laughs> Just like kids. Yeah. Yeah. If I had two money. million dollars, I might make out with it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so you're saying if he would have just done like gotten away with it and and took off to like another country and been good, you would have given it like an eight. Yeah, or you know, if if the bad guy got killed or. Even, you know, even if the, what's his name? Bell? Bell? Yeah. Yeah. Sheriff Bell. Um, Tommy Lee you Jones. Know, 
if he, yeah, if he would have had a little something that seemed like he was happy, it would have been higher. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I could totally relate to that, and I, I guess I liked it because the it. You know, I, I like Walking Dead a lot, and part of why I like Walking Dead so much is that it leads to a lot of philosophical discussions and thoughts, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to survival and protecting your family, like, are you going to do some, like, da- you know, something that is maybe rash in the real world, but like when you when you're protecting your family and you know you can't trust anybody and, and so many people have deceived you and and killed people you love and, and you 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 know you make these you have to make tough decisions you know and you might do things that aren't as aren't the ideal choice you know yeah and, and so we you have those philosophical discussions with Walking Dead and and this kind of led me to that like a lot of thinking about well you know my perspective on this thing is, yeah. you know, kind of, I don't know. I felt like it taught me things. Here, here's, here's what I, what bothered me the most. I honestly didn't mind that Moss died. Like I thought it sucked. Yeah. But what bothered me about it the most was that they didn't show him die. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, that's... I don't, I don't really care that. I mean, I do care that he died. That sucked. But it just it was weird that they had you watching this guy for the majority of the movie and then off camera he dies. Yeah. And they they don't even really I think they do at some point confirm that he died. They just like allude to it, but they don't really say like right when he's dead that he's dead. Yeah, would see like when I first saw it, I was like, no, no. He's gonna like end up in like witness protection. Yeah. Or something, you know. I don't know. But it was just weird because they showed his body. You know, they I guess they technically didn't really show his face, which yeah. is kind of weird, but they showed his body and then I think it showed Tommy Lee Jones like in a morgue or something and maybe Oh, okay. I don't know, but Yeah. It was just it was it just it bothered me more that they just didn't show him get killed and just told you or not really even told you, but they just kind of alluded to that he died and that's that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's kind of going back to Walking Dead. I don't know why we're talking about Walking Dead, but yeah. like they say like if there is a character, they're, you know, they're going to get a if it's a good character, they're going to get a good death, you know? You're going to at least get have some res- resolution is that or re- I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you know, have that like you get to see them that for their last moments, you right. know? Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that bothered me too. Like, you don't get to see his last moments. Like, the last thing you see is he's going to have a beer with this chick, you know? Yeah. And that's annoying. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I thought that was very weird. And, uh, you know, I, I read some analysis of that. And as I read that, I kind of started, it started to click, like, what the reasoning behind that was. And I think, like, that ultimately this movie is not about like money and everything. And and one, well, one analysis I read said that um, Moss wasn't the main character. This is that's what I read yeah. about yeah. bell. Yeah. It was about Tommy Lee Jones, but that yeah. was weird too. Like that's fine, but it was just, I don't know. It, it felt if, if that's the case, then it, it just felt kind of, to me, it felt kind of weak. Like, Oh, you just, you know, you did like an easy, you like just tricked me and yeah. making me feel like this is the main character and you just kind of pulled the fast one and, oh, this is, that's not the character this guy is. And I don't know. It's just kind of. Well, I mean, it does, the movie does start out with him giving his monologue. Yeah. So, I mean, it is kind of like they do kind of give hints that it's mostly like about that guy i guess but then yeah yeah, there's not much of him yeah yeah i don't know yeah and like i i did feel that same way like it it was unsatisfying you know and and the ending was unsatisfying and and that kind of just led me to think of like why is it so why does it bother me so much that the the villain literally just walks away at the end you know 
nobody's even chasing him at the end. Yeah. He's just walks he got, away. Got away. Yeah. The the his main like detractor just decided to give up and the villain just walks away. Um that bothered me a lot. And and I think that's why I gave it such a high score because it was very successful at getting under my skin, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's so stupid. Well, wow, that's awesome, dude. That I mean I'm, I'm glad. It's weird that I'm. I'm so glad that you liked this so much, even though you liked it even more than I did, apparently. But I, I can see why people will really like it. But and and it's it's for the same reason that I like when stuff like this happens. But for the first time ever, seeing a movie where you know it doesn't work out perfectly, it it bothered me more than than ever before. You know? Yeah, and it, it, I've never had that experience before. Where like a movie is like literally like kind of got kind of got ruined because it didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out, or at least the way you know there wasn't there was a lot of there wasn't a lot of closure. It just kind of happened, and that yeah. was that. Yeah, the, the like the credits appeared abruptly for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see that coming. You know, I thought there was going to be at least like a little bit more, or somehow that the villain would be brought to justice. Um, well, and we that, say villain, like, we say villain too. And it's like, well, Moss, I mean, Moss was a thief. This guy, I don't, I don't know. I guess the movie doesn't really tell us if this was like Sugaru's, how do you say his name? Shigeru? I don't know. I think it's Moss just, just sh- call them sugar. Sh- sugar. Sugar. Like yeah. Like C-H, isn't it? Yeah. It's something like that. C-H-I-gar. <laughs> <laughs> like cigar and sugar combined. But yeah, like uh, Shigar, like was it his money that he was chasing down? I don't know. Like I think he was hired by like that business guy. Maybe it was their money, and they hired him as like a mercenary. And that's yeah. why he killed um, what's his name? Because he was he was uh, um, what was it? I forget his name. The guy from Zombieland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson. Oh. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Yeah, he was a he was like the second mercenary that they hired, and so, so he that's why he went back and killed the business guy because he was mad that they hired somebody else. Oh, I actually I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. I, I I I was just like, well, you know, people kill Shuggy, each other. <laughs> Shuggy yeah. kills people. Shuggy so kills whatever. people. Yeah, Shug's <laughs> gonna shug, man. Shug's <laughs> gonna shug. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're not saying that right. <laughs> Shug. Just like that. <laughs> I don't care. You know what? We <laughs> If you're just tuning in, you know, to this podcast. Yeah. We're not professionals. Welcome to the crap that we produce. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we just say whatever crap pops into our heads. We are normal people <laughs> that suck. At movie analysis. <laughs> and that's part of the fun, right? Also name so. pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the crap about what the characters' names were. Yeah, and we fully recognize that at any point, we could just open up IMDb, look <laughs> at the name, and read it. It's also a very high po- probability that we'll look at the IMDb, look at the name, and still don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And Stephen just called it the IMBD. Oh. So that just shows you <laughs> how I'm professional I am. <laughs> oh, classic us right there. Yeah, That's classic. That's how we do. That's how we do. But you know, at, at the end, I think like talking about the ending, you know, and the the murderer getting away, uh, and, and just that specific scene with the teenagers where he just walks away. Um. That was unsatisfying, and but at the same time, like you know, every movie ends in the same way. You know, there's like yeah. there's a romantic movie, and the guy likes the girl, and he gets the girl, or the girl likes the guy, and the girl gets the guy. Everybody and, learns a lesson about life and love. Yeah, and this time I think Sheriff Bell kind of learned a lesson, but at the same time, well, would you care to share what what you think he learned? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> well, I think this, okay, this is going to get, I'm going to get real up in here, guys. You ready for me to get real? I'm ready. I've never seen you real before. I know. <laughs> probably, yeah, I'm probably going <laughs> to giggle in the midst of getting real, uh, as I tend to do. But 
You know, I think of... Well, okay, one thing that this movie... I thought about this movie is that a lot of times I get pissed off at how much the world sucks. Okay, I, I, I intentionally actually don't watch the news that much because it makes me disgusted to see how horrible people are right. all the time. You see right. like mass shootings and terrorist attacks and all this stuff uh, that is just gross in the world. And, and I like to think, oh, the world's going to crap. It's getting worse and worse and worse every day. The world sucks, you know? And I think the lesson that Bell learned and the lesson that I learned is that it doesn't really suck that bad. There is definitely evil in the world and we're not going to conquer it, you know? And we can spend our whole lives obsessing over it or we can accept it, understand that it is evil and that it's unfortunate that it exists and, and move on with our lives. And I thought that that was kind of a cool message. And maybe that wasn't even the intention of the filmmakers. But for me, I don't know. I thought that was kind of a powerful message, which is, again, why I gave it such a high score, because it made me think about this stuff a, a lot. I spent mm -hmm. like an hour, over an hour just like pondering, you know, the meaning of this movie and stuff. And I, I thought it was a cool message. And maybe, again, maybe it wasn't true. <laughs> you know, maybe it wasn't accurate to what they were trying to portray. But that's what I got out of it. No, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I wasn't able to come, that, come to that conclusion on my own. I had to, like, read up on it and stuff. But, uh, you know, one of the conclusions is that basically he, you know, he, he remembered, like, how his dad died. He was, you know, killed in the line of duty. And then he went and talked to the dude in the wheelchair. I forgot what his relationship was his to him. His uncle, I think. Yeah, that was his oh. uncle. And he also, he was in that wheelchair because of his job. He was also, you know, a sheriff. And I think he had that in the back of his mind while he was looking for, uh, what's his name? Suge. Yeah. And, and so he just decided to not do that because he knew he would wind up just like them, either dead or hurt real bad. And yeah. so instead of doing that, he decided to just retire and just let the bad guy get away because he didn't want to, he knew he would lose. Yeah. You know, so he just gave up. It's really depressing. It is really depressing. <laughs> I like, I like what you said, Todd. Um, I, that makes the movie more, I don't know, just, I like it better. Like bad guys exist. They get away sometimes, yeah. you know? Do you guys um, think, do you guys think he was in the room with them? Oh. The, at that last scene? Yeah. Um, Wait, which last scene? Not the very last scene, but the scene when he goes oh, back to the crime back. scene. Yeah. I Doesn't think it show he was. There? Doesn't it show well, I saw two good? different analysis. Um, one guy said that when it showed him, that was more in his, like his mind's eye. Like he okay. kind of pictured where he would be or, or what he would be doing. And then yeah. I saw another one where he was actually, somebody said he was in there, but he chose not to confront him because he would die. Yeah. I read that second one that you said. So somebody said something like that. Um, I thought he was there, but at the same time, another analysis I read said that you got to remember that this story is told through Bell's perspective and that this is his memory and maybe it's not perfect. And maybe, mm -hmm. maybe some things are, yeah, like you said, his mind's eye. It's his imagination that we're seeing rather than what was actually there. Yeah. So I don't know. And that's another thing that's like the, the movie kind of just leaves you on some open-ended things, you know, makes you think about it, you know? Um, I, I kind of really liked this scene, not really liked it, but it was interesting. The scene um, where the kid, the kids, you know, come up to the guy, Suge, as we call him, mm -hmm. after he gets in the crash and he's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars for that shirt. And the kid's like, I'm not going to make you pay me for the shirt. You're hurt. You know, I'm going to help you. And it was kind of a really interesting contrast between the two people, you know, like this guy who just murdered a bunch of people and then the good people in the world who are like, you know, I'm going to help you. You, you're hurt. And that's what we do. That's, yeah. that's what being a human being is. Do you think there was any meaning behind how that was the exact same situation that Moss was in? 
where he paid a guy for his shirt. Oh yeah. I think there, I think there was, there, uh, there are a lot of similarities. And, and again, I, I can't claim ownership to this thought because I did have to read it to catch on to this, but there are a lot of similarities between Moss and Shuggy. You know, there was, there was the trading of the shirt. Um, they were both, I mean, Moss was literally a thief, you know, he, that money was not his. Yeah. You know, he was running with it. We were kind of rooting for him. But, you know, he shouldn't have stolen it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was supposed to give it to the cops. That's kind of yeah. what, That's what you do. he was told to do. Yeah. But he chose to not, and that's what led to him getting in so much trouble and, and ultimately dying. Yeah. I wonder if the shirt thing is like, I don't know, like when Moss... Um, asked the guy for his jacket, he was like, let me hold the money first, you know? Like, I want to actually have it in my hands before. He wasn't like, oh, dude, you're bleeding and dying. Let me get you some help. Oh, yeah. He's like, let me, you know, I, I want to hold the money before I give you the jacket off my back, you know? And I don't know, maybe it was kind of showing the evolution of people, like, what money does to stage. them? Yeah. yeah. And just going through this world, being in this world, you know, the kids are like, of course, I'm going to help you. You know, you're hurt. And then, you know, these guys were a little bit older and they're like, yeah, I'll help you, but you have to pay me and I want to hold the money first. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And then the guy was like asking money for the beer and stuff yeah, too. He told, yeah. He told me he wanted the beer too. And he was like, give me another hundred bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, see what I'm saying, guys? There's a lot of there's a lot it's of stuff deep. here. There's a lot it of depth. Is. No, yeah. No, like I said, I I did like it. I mean, this movie was great. It's just I the really what was mostly unsatisfying to me was just that they didn't show the main guy we were watching the whole time die. Like I would have given it probably a nine if I yeah. could have just seen had that that little bit of closure just watching the guy die. Yeah, but it really just rubbed me the wrong way that he didn't. We didn't even get to see it happen. It was weird. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a testament to the filmmaking in a way. I mean, yeah, I see where it's weird, but it's also like the fact that it pissed you off so much, you know, and it pissed me off too, man. It really well, did. I mean, but it was like, it took me a while to realize why I was so mad because I like, I, well, not, I'm, I'm exaggerated. I wasn't that mad. I was yeah. just, I was, I was confused on why I didn't like, I was unsatisfied because again, like I've seen movies where people die and it doesn't bother me, you know, when like the main guy dies or the good guy dies, it doesn't bother me. But I realized it's because you always get to see them die and you get that closure. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't there was just, it was, it was really unique, but I didn't, I didn't see any artistic value in it. Like it just seemed weird. Yeah. I I can see that. I mean, I, I think that th- the artistic value for me is that it it shifts your focus into thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe that guy wasn't as important as I thought he was. Yeah. Or, you know, even though, yeah, the movie did focus on him intentionally, um, but yeah, maybe it's not about the money; it's about there's some kind of deeper meaning. And and you know, ob- you know, maybe maybe the filmmakers. Or just jerks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe there wasn't this deeper meaning, but I think doing things like that that you don't expect for me, they just cause me to think about it more. Yeah. Other than like you know, when I watch like a romantic comedy, and it's like I know what's going to happen right. in the first five minutes, and it's just the the process of getting there is usually different than I expect, but but the end goal is always what I expect it to yeah. be. Well, and, okay. Can I argue with that? Yeah. That's like, okay, I'm into art, you know, I was an art major, um, but I don't like art just because it makes me think, because you can put a stripe on a piece of paper and it's like, what does it mean? Oh my gosh, that's not art. Like to me, that's not art. I like art that makes me, like I look at something and I'm like, wow, that's beautiful and it makes me happy or it makes me wonder What's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just, just making you think is not, (laughs) I don't know, in my opinion, is not a good reason for 
thinking, but that's your, that's your, uh, I I kind of agree with both of you. Like I'm, I don't like, I don't like what they did, um, in a sense, but at the same time they did have meaning behind it. It wasn't just random death and then nothing to kind of ponder on. Like if you think about it, there are, there is meaning behind it. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's not, I mean, it, to me, it, it is more than just a stripe on a piece of paper, but it's still, it was, it was a little bit too much for me to, to really get a full enjoyment out of it. But I do recognize that there is meaning behind it. Yeah, I think, uh, I agree. I'm with you on the stripe on a piece of paper having meaning. I think that is dumb too. But like, I would say this movie would be more like if the Mona Lisa had like a wart on her face <laughs> and it's like, you can't That's stop looking you, yeah, at the wart. All you stare at. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why did he put a freaking wart there? Doesn't There doesn't need to be a wart on her face. You know? And maybe it does make it look ugly, but it makes you think, like, oh, wonder why the artist chose to do that. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's fair. That's you know, but yeah, the, 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 like people like throwing paint on a piece of paper and saying, you know, you got to pay $2 million for it because it's the best art say ever. It's art. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is pretty dumb. So I'm with you on that, Jess. Okay, cool. Um, I want to talk about a couple of parts of the movie. I, I guess we're, we usually have like an order to things in this podcast, but I, I just I wanted to get right into talking about the philosophical stuff because I thought it would be fun to discuss. Um, but as far as the parts in the movie, um, can you guys think of a scarier villain in any movie that you've seen than this dude? <laughs> Shuggy was so <laughs> scary. You don't like, make him sound very scary with dude, his cute little nickname. I, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Don't be, don't be fooled by Shugs. He will murder you. <laughs> he will. He is so scary. <laughs> Literally, him asking somebody to choose heads or tails on a coin toss was the scariest thing. It was yeah. so scary for yes. me watching that. My heart that was scene, racing. Yeah, the scene with the guy in the uh, gas station was... Oh, it was awful. He was just basically being stubborn, you know, and I I felt so uncomfortable. I felt like I was in that gas station being that guy trying to get Shuggy to leave and not kill me. The one thing I did like about those two scenes where he, you know, he asked the dude in the, in the gas station to flip the coin. And then he asked the girl, his, uh, uh, Moss's wife, I forgot her name. He also asked her to flip the coin. But when he asked her to flip the coin, that's when I realized, because he killed her afterwards. Yeah. Because she refused to flip the coin. And, you know, when he, when he first did the coin thing with the guy in the gas station, I was thinking, first thing I thought of was like, oh, Two-Face. You know, he's, he's making this guy kind of choose his fate. Yeah. Or, he's, you know, he's giving this guy's fate to chance. But when he killed the wife, that's when I realized, no, he already decided that he's going to kill this person. Yeah. But he's giving them a chance to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, they're, he already wants to kill them. Like, I, I'm convinced he wants to kill everybody he meets all the yeah. time. Yeah. But he, he you know, it, it was just, I, th- I thought it was interesting that it wasn't chance, it, you know, per se. It was, okay, I'm going to kill you, but I'll give you another chance. Yeah. One of the things I, I saw talking about the, Coin toss with a wife. Uh, one of the things I read said that, in a way, like that was uh, the villain's demise was her choosing not to choose heads or tails, not to play his game. Yeah, which, I like that she did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, She's- I just thought it was interesting because she said, like, no, you're gonna have to choose. But to me, he already decided, like, you're, you're dead. I'm yeah. here to kill you. But well. I like that she, I like that she, I don't know if he had notions in his mind that stuff was left up to fate or not. Like if he had this weird twisted thing that like it really is, you know, the coin that's making the call. But I like that she stuck it to him, that she's like, no, this is your choice. You're going to do it. It's not going to, you know, the coin doesn't say whether I live or die. That's your choice. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, man, that guy, dude. He was so. I wrote down in my notes too. He's so terrifying when he sits still. 
<laughs> he like he goes into Moss's house and he sits on the couch with some milk. Yeah, why? And it's scary. Why? It's scary why that do he's do doing that? that. I don't you know. Get a feel for. Well, for... I mean, he's a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> why? I don't why does know. he do anything? Yeah. Yeah. yeah why he does he kill different. people with that? Well, cattle. Yeah, that was the other weird thing. Like he, I, when he first was using that cattle thing, I was like, "Oh, he's he's that's pretty smart. He's not using like a gun that can be traced or something. He's using a random weapon." Yeah. But then he started using like a silenced shotgun and that, and I was like, "Oh, I guess he doesn't really care. He just has fun with a cattle <laughs> prod." Kill. Yeah. Gosh, that guy is so yeah, dude. He creepy. he the, he totally reminded me of the Terminator. Yeah, he was, he was just like the Terminator, but more terrifying because he wasn't a machine; he was a person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the way he would kind of like argue with people. Yeah, made me so very uncomfortable. Oh, me yeah. too. He just like, questioned just like regular everyday conversation things, like yeah, you know, people saying like, "Hey, how you doing?" That would like totally piss him off and make him want to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, I literally. Had a hard time going to sleep last night like after watching the movie. I couldn't. I didn't sleep either, but it wasn't because I was scared. It was because I was trying to figure out what the crap happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of that for me too, but also just like I had a lot of like anxiety just watching the movie. Like it's just <laughs> that guy, man. That guy was just so – and it was less of like violent things he did and more of his voice and his personality – that was cold. so yeah, so cold and disturbing. Mm. But um, on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, okay, I noticed too, just like Jess, there was no music the whole movie except when the mariachi guys ah. woke up. <laughs> woke up off. That was so funny. It was so funny that Dude. they break the silence to just. Do that little bit. Oh, my gosh. It brought joy to my soul. Every single movie we've watched, you guys always notice the music. And for some reason, I never hear it. Oh, geez. I didn't even notice there was no music in this movie at all. There was, like, no sound. It was there just was, Yeah, it was just desert. That's weird. As if you were living that moment. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cool. <laughs> but that didn't did that not, like, stand out to you like crazy when the mariachi guys started playing? No, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh man, and I, a, I. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that's a great way to wake up after you've been shot in the gut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, speaking, going back to how crazy uh, Shuggy is. Uh-huh. Uh His crazy face. He was. That was the most facial expression he gave when he choked out that cop in the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, remember? You guys remember like the face he was making? He was going nuts man it was, that oh, was i don't remember that yeah the very beginning of the movie when he's but when he's like in handcuffs oh yeah we remember that part phone. remember okay. that part? you can't yeah. forget that part i yeah. wish i could it was he, the worst yeah yeah he chokes out that cop and the face he makes is just it's like insanity defined <laughs> that guy dude I hated it. I, he did a great job. It'd be, it was like Joker in the Dark Knight. Like, it's so good, but also so bad at the same time. Like, yeah. I, I hate watching it, but I love it because he does such a good job of creeping me out. Yeah, it was weird when w- the movie started. I was like, let's look up the cast. And I saw that guy in there and I was like, oh, yeah, he's pretty, pretty good looking. Oh, he was terrifying and so <laughs> ugly. I hated it. Yeah. He's like a handsome man in real life. Uh, it's hard yeah. to look past his bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, man. There was a lot of bowl to look past. Dude. <laughs> um, another line I liked was, I, I didn't write it down because I, I had to like pay attention to the rest of the movie. If I would have paused it and rewound it, I could have written it down exactly. But when... Uh, after uh, Moss got out of the hospital and he goes into the store to get some more clothes and he's like, you, you guys get a lot of people coming here with no clothes on? And the guy was like, no, it's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, I don't know exactly what he said, but his response was amazing for some reason. Did you I guys love, notice how funny that was? I didn't. I, yeah. remember, I remember thinking that was funny, but I don't remember exactly what he said. Yeah. But I did. I love the way, just the way Moss talked. I liked when he, when he first went back to his trailer uh-huh. After he found the money and stuff, and his his wife asked him where he got the gun, uh-huh. and he goes, "The getting place at oh, the, get- yeah. at the <laughs> getting <laughs> place." 
<laughs> yeah, I think that part of that like really sold me on the movie too. I was sucked in early on just uh I don't want to say the accents because that sounds really cheesy, but like the general like Texas vibe that it had. Yeah. I like I live in a desert and so I, I kind of can relate to it, even though I I'm not automatically entertained by that setting. But I don't live in Texas. I live in Southern California, which is very different. Yeah. <laughs> and um I don't know. I, I I was really entertained by like the slow, you know, Texan vibe that the whole movie had going. I, I really liked that. Yeah. Okay, what do you guys think the scariest thing Shuggy said was? I don't remember. I didn't write anything down that he said. Yeah, I don't know. I just just the scene with the the clerk at the gas station. That was everything he said to him. How about how about when he told the guy the at the business place at the build office building, do you see me? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, what the crap? <laughs> that and you don't know if he killed him or not, but what the? I don't think he killed him. I think he was just he was kind of asking him like you didn't see anything. That was kind of his way of saying. Oh yeah, I wasn't here. I got yeah. that. Okay, I thought he was just going to kill him for sure. But yeah, like, well, the guy you saw me, him, like, so you're going to die. Yeah, the guy asked him like, "Are you going to kill me?" And he was like, "Well, do you see me?" <laughs> so I, okay. I took, maybe, maybe I mean maybe you're right. Maybe he was saying like you're looking at me, so obviously I'm going to kill you right now. But the way I saw saw it was him saying, "Keep your mouth shut, and you can live." Well, oh, I hope I thought you're right. Maybe, I thought maybe he was just like crazy, and he didn't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now some people are like, I'm invisible. <laughs> I don't know. You He's see crazy. Me? <laughs> and he rubs some six together and turned into a ghost and flew away. Takes his clothes off, jumps out the window. <laughs> Classic oh, Shuggy, man. Crazy Shuggy. <laughs> he loves doing stuff like that. <laughs> All right. I love uh, the scene where he finds Moss. For the first time, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of hot on his trail for a while. And then he finally catches up to him in that hotel and he, he shoots oh, the lock off the door terrifying. and hits Moss in the chest. Oh yeah. Oh, that was great. I, I literally like threw my hands up. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really suspenseful scene. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That whole few minutes of the like, chase, see- that was the one where he jumps out of the window, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He man. jumps out the window and. They both shoot each other. He shot Moss, or he shot uh, Shugs in the leg. Also, when he was driving the car, and like he got in that guy's car, and the guy got shot oh, in the back of the was... head, and oh, he's yeah. like driving and getting shot at. Oh. Dude, if he didn't crash that car, he could have gotten away. Yeah, he could have. That was it, man. That would have been the end of the movie. He just drives off. <laughs> yeah, he drives off. Everything's fine. <laughs> Get it together, bro. They Learn never, how to drive. They never did describe how, or you know, tell you how, uh, what's his name, found him. Oh, Woody, yeah. Woody Harrelson. I don't know. I'm guessing that those guys are good at that, which is probably how uh, Shuggy found Woody, you know? Well, he when well, he's talking to the guy in the office, he talks about how he just, like, his mind is just super sharp, you know? He That's never true. forgets a face, never forgets a date. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, he says, like, the the building has whatever, however many stories from the outside, but it's missing a floor on the inside or whatever. Like, he notices things. So I think mm. he's just one of those guys, you know? I wish that guy was in it a little bit more. That guy was Me too, great. dude. Yeah. yeah. Freaking love him. He was like a Texas Sherlock Holmes. oh my gosh that sounds like an awesome movie i'd watch that right now (laughs) um what do you guys think the name of the movie meant i think you nailed it when you were talking about um him like seeing how the world is just turning to crap yeah yeah and and, you know his his age is kind of he's he's kind of stuck in it in the way the world kind of used to be and the way it's changing isn't how he wants it or how he, you know, how it, how it was, how he liked it. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Just the scene in the diner with the other cop kind of summed it up for me. Like they're just kind of talking about their woes of how the world is now. People with green hair and bones in their nose. (laughs) I mean, they're just, they just can't even comprehend that people like this exist, you know? 
See, because they're old men. <clears throat> the interesting thing I thought though was that right after that scene that you have you have uh, Bell talking to the guy in the wheelchair, and, and he's telling about this horrible thing that happened, and, and Bell's probably thinking, "Yep, world's gone to crap." So when did that happen, by the way? And the guy says it happened in 1909. And I think that that was really significant in like the point of the movie is that like, you know, people get older, they think, oh, the world's going to crap, but all of this same stuff has kind of existed forever. And and if you're looking at the statistics, it's like the the crime rates are you know often like going down, mm. you know, and we see the guys with the nose rings or whatever, and we think, oh man, the world's crazy, but you know. For old men, yeah. But yeah. When, you know, when you look at the data, it's not and, crazy. It's just different. Yeah, exactly. Different than it was when you were growing up, or whatever. Yeah, and it's like every instance of something bad happening in the world, like you hear about it now with the internet and within the twenty-four hour news cycle and all that stuff, and it makes it seem like there's more, way more worse stuff than there's ever been in the history of the world. But I don't think that that's really the case. I think that we just hear about every single bad thing that happens. Yeah. So it, I, it just made me like, it actually gave me comfort in thinking about that because I, and you know, you guys know me, I'm pretty freaking cynical, you know, about like the world and like how everything sucks and people suck and everybody's a jerk, but <laughs> Not you, Triers. Not you. <laughs> we love you, and I, I love you especially. Uh, We're talking about everybody else. Yeah. They're the best. Non-tri- strangers. I, I, I say I love everybody except for strangers. You know? Well, that's strangers a great way to look at life. They strangers, do. Strangers want to kill you all the time. Well, you know where it says Fact. that? Uh, in science. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I thought... Even just thinking about the name, there's a lot to think about with, you know, just what no country for old men means. Um, oh, by the way, going back like an hour, my, my scariest phrase that, uh, that Shuggy said was when he kept saying, call it. He was like, yeah, call it. And they'd be like, no. It. And he'd be like, call it. And they'd say, no. And he'd be like, call it. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't like raise his voice. He wouldn't yes. just say the same thing. He, he did that a few times in, the, in this movie. He did it yes. to, the, to the lady at the desk. Yeah. He's like, where is he? She's like, I don't know. I'm not telling you. He's like, where is he? I'm not telling you. Where is he? <laughs> yeah. He did it. He kept yeah. doing it. And I think he was going to kill her too. But then there was somebody like in the bathroom that was coming out. So he left. Yeah. Yep. That- yeah. That, that was the most terrifying thing about him for sure is that like if I just – I can will people. To, I don't know. It was just like the attitude, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to keep saying this and you're going to do it. Yeah. <sighs> if you don't, I'll murder you. Oh, awful. Wow. Well, uh, do either of you guys have anything to, more to discuss? Parts or anything? Um, I thought he, I thought Moss handled finding $2 million pretty well. He didn't like <laughs> get excited or anything. He's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> Two million dollars. I guess I'd never have to work again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, you know, the fact that he went home and, like, hid the guns and, I don't know, he was just really... Sat down on the couch and just kind of relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did a good job with that. Was- also, going back, was that the stupidest thing anybody's ever done in a movie Hey, man, ever? he said it was the stupidest thing. <laughs> He's just like, ah, I'm probably going to die for doing it. Well, he went back to give that guy water. He felt bad. Which was stupid because the guy was obviously going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, just leave him, dude. Like, the guy was like five minutes away from kicking the bucket. Like, you don't go back like 12 hours later to give him a drink of water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just pours it on his dead body. <laughs> Here you go, jerk. Here's your aqua. <laughs> oh, here's a, here's a weird thing that I didn't really understand. The... I'm guessing like the drug cartel guys, the Mexican guys, uh-huh. they found the wife and the mom and like helped with the luggage. Yeah, yeah. What was the point of that? Like, I didn't He understand. asked her where she was staying. Oh, that's how they found Moss. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it the They found cartel? everybody. Was it the cartel that killed Moss or was it Shug's? I don't think we know. Yeah, well, I mean, 
Because they were the there. Cartel we know the cartel were driving away. Like they were trying to yeah. escape. So yeah. like, to me, it's like Suge showed up. And I think he uh, shot one of the cartel guys. Wasn't one of them dead on the ground? Yeah, one of them was. Oh, okay. So I the think girl was dead too in the pool. That was kind of random. Yeah. Well, she didn't call it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You gotta call it. You do. Or you're dead. <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> so de- there was a lot to be depressed about. If you get easily depressed, you might not want to watch this movie. Yeah. It does not. It does not end on a high note. Yeah, there aren't really any high, high notes. Yeah, there's pretty much no high notes. A guy steals two million dollars and he dies in the process, and it ends up being pointless. Unless you enjoy mass murder. <laughs> yeah. It might be a little depressing. And if you do, you're probably a psychopath. <laughs> well, you guys not, really not triers, this though, movie, right? So. Yeah, not you guys. I'm talking about strangers again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, yeah, I say I enjoyed it. I, I get depressed about stuff. I get stressed about stuff. But, you know, the the suspense was, it was really intense. It was, I, I see, I've seen it described as a thriller, and for the first like two thirds of the movie, that perfectly describes the movie. And then the rest of it is just a psychological thing that makes you think about the world and how sucky it is, but how it doesn't matter that it's sucky at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a dark thriller, like a yeah. Yeah. deeply disturbing thriller. Yeah. Reader questions. Candace says, I wasted two hours of my life and had to stay up late to finish this movie. I waited and waited and the ending was so dumb that i felt like punching you. thanks todd <laughs> you're welcome candace anytime i'm glad you watched it okay uh, jordan says counterpoint that movie is a masterpiece and candace is wrong about everything just look at her taste in men <laughs> okay jordan i'll give your comment a 10 out of 10 robin says i don't have anything to say about that meaning no country for old men, but rather that you guys should consider either doing It's a Mad, 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 Mad World or Rat Race, since one is just a remake of the other, but both are hilarious. I don't know where you hang the actual suggestion box, so I'm putting mine here. Actually, Robin, that's uh, a perfect perfect suggestion fine. That's the suggestion box. Nailed it. Swish, as they say in the sports. We will consider doing those movies after I torture Todd and Steven with my movie. I'm so scared. I think I'm going to root for Mad, 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 Mad World. Uh, that's that's like the older version of it. I think Rat Race is supposed to be really good too, but... Rat Race? I think I've seen Rat Race. It's I got Nathan not filling in in it. I think it has like, uh, what's his name? Mr. Bean in it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it has Nathan uh, did the voice of Timon and Lion King in it. That's, right. What's his name? Timon? Nathan? His name's Nathan something. It's I don't know definitely his Nathan. It's Nathan not Fillion. That's what I'm calling him. Okay? So, hey, Nathan, if you're listening, come on the show. We do love you. We just can't remember your name at the moment. And well, even though we could look it up on the IMDB, it's I just a little bit too up, much work. It's not in it. Nathan Lane! Yay! I Yay, figured it out. You did it. I didn't look it up. I just remembered it, actually. Good job. Fancy. Okay. Okay, you can cut all that crap out. Uh, okay. Dang it. Jordan says, I've actually got too much to say about this movie or book than I could ever cover in a comment. I can't wait to hear it. I actually wrote a blog post where I talked about the book a lot back in my old blogging days. Dang, I think I'm going to read that. We should have had Jordan on this week. Jordan? Sorry. We're sorry. Quit we your job you. and do this and get paid. Exactly. For it. Yeah, exactly. Quit your job. Join us full time. <laughs> you won't get paid any money, but it'll be really fun. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, readers. That was really cool because, uh, oh, and I said readers, I meant triers. Thanks, triers. <laughs> Your questions and comments were awesome, except for Candace's. <laughs> we love and appreciate you guys. You're awesome. Thank you. And now time for some random questions. Random questions. Okay, my question is, um, Javier Bordem, the guy that plays the bad guy, um, he's a handsome looking guy, you know? 
And he had a bowl cut in this movie, which you wouldn't think would make someone look terrifying. But somehow he made it terrifying. So my question is, what other actor could have a bowl cut and also be a terrifying villain? Todd. Liam Neeson. All right. Oh, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. I picked Bruce Willis. <laughs> he has like kind of like that super intense face, you know, that he that he makes in his movies, and I think the bowl cut would just emphasize the intensity. <laughs> Based on mine and Todd's response, I feel like you have chosen poorly. <laughs> Not for hilarity's sake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my pick is. Robert Nepper. Nepper? Is that I have no idea. Who the that H is that? Also known as Teabag from Prison Break. Oh my gosh! Still don't he know who look, that is. He oh. would look terrifying no matter what the haircut he had. Oh my god! Um, you haven't seen Prison Break? No, nah, I watched like the first few episodes and I stopped when I realized it sucked. Oh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> um, oh, dude. He is also in The Flash and iZombie. Who is he in The Flash? The Clockmaker? No, he was an Arrow, wasn't he? He was the Arrow in Clockmaker. Oh, he was, he was an Arrow. He was the Clockmaker in Arrow. I didn't see oh. that either. Is Clockmaker even right? I don't know. Anyways, he's, he's a very creepy man. Yes. And you need to see some of his work. All right. My question is, what practical use would you have for the bull-killing thingy? I don't know what it's called. I didn't look it up. <laughs> What would you do? How would you use that at home, Jess? Um, the first thing that pops into my mind is doing the weeds. You know, what? That's what consumes That would take life. forever. <laughs> One weed sh- at a time? Shoot it into the ground. <laughs> You're just going to piss them off. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to come after me. <laughs> like, no, I'm not coming out of here. There's like, move to the side a little bit. <laughs> Oh, you're just gonna piss them off. <sighs> That's oh, it all I pull got. Pull things out, does it? It just pokes them. Yeah. Well, uh, it pokes them hard enough for human beings to die. I think it could take care of the weeds. Okay? I don't think that's how plants I don't think work. That's right. <laughs> 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 uh, I need to retake plants one on one. You don't like poke a tree with it and it lights on fire spontaneously, like. It's weed. You though. gotta it's pull them out, or you gotta kill them. Oh, just get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> I don't think that would work. I don't work. think you know how weeds work. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what would you do? Obviously, it's gonna be better than Jesse's. But what would it be? <laughs> um, I would use it for demolition. Obviously, I would like break down a wall in my house, take out the two by fours with it, or maybe cooking. It'd be fun to do it with cooking somehow. Like uh, when you're kneading dough or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know. Uh-huh. I don't think you guys understand how those things work. <laughs> it's it's like, hard to find use for something that blows through walls. What else are you going to do with it? It tokes a tiny hole into things, guys. A tiny hole. <laughs> well, what's yours? You can't like, break down a whole wall. Sure you house. can. You just have to strategically do like a load-bearing board or two-by-four. Tear down the whole wall in one shot. It would take like 10 times the time it would take to just hit it with a hammer. Fine. I changed my mind. I would use it to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can finally agree. Uh... You're going to feel guilty when I actually die by one of these things. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't get him, Shugs. I'm going to shug you in the head. (laughs) If you do find out that I died by one of those things and it was totally random and it wasn't your fault, you're allowed to laugh about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> giving you permission in advance. Um, my practical use is planting seeds for my garden. Yeah, that's backyard. real practical. You got to plant them like 20 feet into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't go that deep. It pokes out like three inches and comes back in. It makes a tiny hole, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Perfect for planting seeds. Or destroying them. Can we? <laughs> I wasn't proud of mine at all, but it was obviously better than both years. Can we just agree that there's no practical yeah. use? <laughs> there's no other use. than, other than killing seeds. something, killing people, <laughs> killing or cattle, shooting or killing off people. Of doors. Yeah, that's probably the most practical use. 
Yeah. If I was a bank robber, I would use it to rob a bank. <laughs> Break down the safe. There you go. Maybe. Probably, Probably wouldn't work for that. No. <laughs> Steve, what's your question? How would you have handled this same situation? You come across, well, the uh, um, inflate, adjusting for inflation, this would have been closer to $6 million. I looked it up, by the way. Nice. Thank you. Um, so how would you have handled the same situation? You come across almost $6 million from some dangerous dudes that are now trying to kill you. What would you have done? Would you have gone along the same path of, as Moss or would you just wussed out and handed it to the cops? For me, I would def. Okay. So I'm out in the desert, which I, you know, I said I live in a desert and sometimes I run out in the middle of the desert where there's no people. And if I came across some cars that were full of crack, okay, <laughs> full of cocaine, and there's a bag of money. I am not going to give that money to the cops. I am not going to touch the money, okay? <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to call the authorities and be like, dude, there's some money in the desert. I'm not taking it because I'm not touching drug money, okay? I was not there. You did not hear this from me. Just go spontaneously look in this approximate area and you might find some money. I have nothing to do with this, okay? I'm not going to get involved with with the drug gangs, man. No way. This is why we're married. Okay, so Todd's a huge wuss. Jeff, what would you do? (laughs) Okay, my plan is I don't even follow the blood trail that leads to the trucks and the drugs and the money. Why would you do that? You're in the middle of the desert. You follow a blood trail? No. You see blood and you're like, oh, crap, and you run home. That's my plan. You run home, you tell Todd, you and Todd lock your doors and hide under your blankets. <laughs> and try. We, and we buy yourself. an extra alarm system. <laughs> <laughs> we build a, a house around our house and put the extra alarm system on that Put house. in a moat. <laughs> a moat. <laughs> Throw some crocodiles in there. Uh, and then we live in an underground shelter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. We should talk about that after. Yeah, we should. <laughs> We've got the space for it. <laughs> Well, I probably would do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, though, dude. I I think I would be really tempted just to take some of it. Just to take, like, one of those Yeah, one of the stacks of hundreds. Hopefully it's not the one that has the tracker (laughs) in it. It's got the beeper in it. You got the only one. It's actually ones. It's got the beeper in it, and you're dead. (laughs) But, I mean, just, like, just grab a stack of it. Oh, man, that would be so tempting. But, yeah, I hope I think I would do the smart and right thing and just leave it there and run like a wuss. <laughs> so none of us would even pick it up and give it to the cops? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no way. Not, I'm not going to touch that drug money. Suge would, like, fly, come flying out of nowhere and cattle, <laughs> With a jet pack. cattle death you. <laughs> he would use his, his cattle death as a jet pack, dude. <laughs> Come flying in on his helmet head. <laughs> Comes his, his hair's like flapping like wings. <laughs> oh, he'd chase you down in his car that's shaped like a bowl haircut. He'd use, he'd use his bowl haircut to parachute in from a... <laughs> that's what the question should have been is, uh, what's the practical use for a bowl haircut? <laughs> <laughs> Tape your Blocking head upside bullets. down and eat your cereal out of yeah. It. yeah, exactly. You convert it into a wig and you just wear it. You can use it for a bowl whenever you need a bowl. You parachute with it. <laughs> parachute. <laughs> I love it. Good you stuff. sit in it and sli- sled, you know, down a hill. <laughs> down a hill. <laughs> How do you... S- <laughs> You take it off and you sit in it. Yeah, obviously. Oh, it's a wig. You can accommodate a small butt. It's a wig. <laughs> Doubles yeah. as an umbrella. It's got many uses. <laughs> umbrella. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, keep, I'm using my, my old hair to keep my bald head dry. <laughs> Classic that guy, man. He loves Classic chick, dude. He's genius. Uh, good times. All right, that's it for No Country for Old Men. And Jess has next week's episode. So what do you got, Jess? Okay. 
This podcast is all about trying things. If we had a food podcast, we would have to eat some nasty A food. Because if it's about trying new things, you have to try new things. And yes, I am trying to punish you because I, the past two weeks have been, I feel like the most miserable two weeks of my life just because you've made me watch and talk about these movies. So without further ado, drum roll, we will be watching Twilight. Well, that's it for this episode. And this episode is brought to you by audible.com. They want to give you a free audio book. Take it. It's free. It's awesome. You get to keep it forever, regardless of whether you choose to stick with your membership, which is also free from Audible. You can take advantage of this generous offer from Audible at audibletrial.com slash try try again, and you can choose from one of over 180,000 books. So enjoy it. Do yourself and us a favor. If you have any suggestions for the show, Find us on Facebook or on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Ask Todd. Send us your suggestions, your reviews, etc. And if you leave a review on iTunes, if it's five stars, we'll read it on the show. Please leave a review. We don't have any. We haven't had any for, what, a month? Yeah. How can you call yourselves that. our friends? Yeah. Probably because we call them people that we don't like and that want to murder us. Yeah, that's true. So try, try a little harder. Great show. <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. Next week, we are going to have a special guest on, my friend Chris, and we're going to be watching Shaun of the Dead. So it's, uh, it's got zombies on the cover, and there's a dude with a paddle. So, hmm. It's comedy. <laughs> I think I'm going to like it. I like zombies and comedy, and uh, when they're combined, I like them even more usually. So Shaun of the Dead. Next week.